Oh God, your saving power sustains us in the dark nights in our lives. Your holy word guides us to restore our hope, our faith, our discipleship. Open our hearts and minds now to the presence of your spirit so that as your word is read and proclaimed, your light may lead us to new life with you. Amen. Our gospel reading is from the third chapter of John, the first 21 verses. There was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a Jewish leader. He came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could do these miraculous signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, I assure you, unless someone is born anew, it's not possible to see God's kingdom. Nicodemus asked, how is it possible for an adult to be born? It's impossible to enter the mother's womb for a second time and be born, isn't it? Jesus answered, I assure you, unless someone is born of water and the Spirit, it's not possible to enter God's kingdom. Whatever is born of flesh is flesh, and whatever is born of the Spirit is spirit. Don't be surprised that I said to you, you must be born anew. God's spirit blows wherever it wishes. You hear it sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it is going. It's the same with everyone who is born of the spirit. Nicodemus said, how can these things be? How are they possible? Jesus answered, you are a teacher of Israel and you don't know these things. I assure you that we speak about what we have, what we know and testify about what we have seen, but you don't receive our testimony. If I had told you about earthly things and you don't believe, how will you believe it if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has gone up to heaven except the one who came down from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so everyone who believes in him won't perish, but will have eternal life. God didn't send his Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him isn't judged. Whoever doesn't believe in him is already judged because they don't believe in the name of God's only son. This is the basis for judgment. The light came into the world and people loved darkness more than light for their actions are evil. All who do wicked things hate the light and don't come to the light for fear that their actions will be exposed to the light. Whoever does the truth comes to the light so that it can be seen that their actions were done in God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. 
Oh Lord, may my words and may all our thoughts be acceptable in your sight. You are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. If I were to ask you, what is the best known chapter in the Bible? Eh, pretty much the unanimous answer would be Psalm 23. And if I ask you the best known verse in the Bible, John 3.16 would probably be your answer and you would be right. In fact, last year the children got something at, I think in association with a play that said, your ticket, this is your ticket. And it has the words of John 3.16 on it. But if the question were, who said the words in that famous verse? Or who was it said to, or under what circumstances, or what happened next, or what did it all mean? Well, for many, the answers would not be so quick and easy. These famous words about God so loving the world that he sent his only begotten son were spoken by Jesus himself. And he spoke them to a man who had come to ask him questions, a man named Nicodemus. And what do we know about Nicodemus? We know that he was a Pharisee. We know the Pharisees were people highly educated and devoted to the law. Today they'd probably be lawyers. <laughs> but in Bible days, there wasn't really a separation of church and state. Or even things like weights and measures, you know, it's a department of administration thing now, weights and standards. But in those days, that was something that the church kept up with. Well, so the law meant the instructions in the first five books of the Bible, the books attributed to Moses, and the rules developed to implement all those laws. For example, honoring the Sabbath meant not working on, on the Sabbath, and there were various and sundry rules about what constituted work. I think you couldn't walk more than a certain number of miles. You couldn't lift more than a certain amount of weight. You couldn't couldn't get you move an animal or whatever unless, as they say, your ox was in the ditch. Uh, to, be, to be an expert in the, in the law meant that a person had to be, well, they had to be pretty smart and well-educated. And Nicodemus, Nicodemus only gets mentioned in the Gospel of John and only twice. But there's another highly educated, smart, Pharisee gets mentioned a lot in the New Testament. The one for whom, the preacher for whom my father was named was named, the Apostle Paul. We know that Nicodemus was a Jewish leader, and we know, we know that he came at night. This detail, the idea that Nicodemus came to Jesus at night, has provoked a whole lot of discussion. Perhaps, well, maybe he was afraid or embarrassed to approach Jesus by day when other people could easily see him. Uh, maybe he was sneaking around to ask his questions in private. We don't really know, but there's no doubt that in the eyes of the other Pharisees, it would not help, it would not help his reputation to be seen associating with Jesus. 
in his new book of devotions for Lent, Walter Brueggemann, well, I just happen to have it here. It's called A Way Other Than Our Own. Brueggemann talks about night as a metaphor for what you and I would call nowadays downtime. He said night is a time when we can't see. Night is a time when we cannot control. Night is a time when children are frightened because the shadows seem lively. Night is, is when things are unclear and, and beyond explanation sometimes. Night is, night is when we are terrorized and so we have bright lights all around the house to fend off the darkness. Night is when even adults are out of control and we are visited by our haunted past and our feared future and we dream and have nightmares. We know, we know that Nicodemus visited Jesus at night. We also know that Nicodemus had some, he had some insight, some understanding of what, of who Jesus was and, and what he'd been doing. Remember the first thing he said to him is, Rabbi, we know, we know that you are teachers come from God because no one, nobody could do these miraculous signs you do unless God is with him. So he started out in a state of recognition and understanding, but very soon he moves to a state of confusion and misunderstanding. As soon as Jesus said that to enter God's kingdom, you have to be born anew, to be born from above or born again. Nicodemus says, how's that possible? Then Jesus talks about needing to be born of the Spirit. How can these things be? And Jesus says to Nicodemus, the most wonderful words he or we will ever hear. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him won't perish but will have eternal life. God didn't send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. After I bought my first computer in 1984, then it was an Apple IIe with the optional extra memory for 128K. Not 128 megabytes, 128 kilobytes. Well, after I bought this computer at great expense, I joined a computer club, the Carolina Apple Corps. One of the members there was showing me a database program he had developed to keep track of family information. I saw one column heading that I couldn't decipher, so I asked him, what does SDB mean? He said, well, DB is date of birth, and SDB was second date of birth. He saw the the date that the person publicly declared the acceptance of Jesus as their second date of birth, their SDB, the day they were saved. And that is the way many people see that. Perhaps like me, you cherish a memory of the time you came forward in a church to affirm your faith, to acknowledge Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's a memorable moment in life. But then when you read scripture, 
We see that we are saved not by anything we do, not by anything we do at all, by what, but by what the grace of God has done in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus, the Son sent into the world not to judge the world, but to save it. I believe that being born from above, being born anew or born again, is not a matter of saying, I'm a Christian, and I'm going to try, or I'm going to be better, or at least I'm going to try. You're going to see a kind of a new, improved version of myself. It's not kind of like a New Year's resolution. I'm going to try to be a little better than I used to be. It's not that. It's being a new person. One reason we start each of our services with a time of confession is that we recognize, we confess that too often, like everybody else, too often we love darkness more than light. And that leads us to actions that are not holy but evil. Maybe not as evil as some folks, if you want to rank those, but not, not holy for sure. And that's why we pray for God to guide us and help us walk in the light. As a hymn writer has said, at times we can't see God's Spirit moving, but it's working, changing lives. When we look around at the world and wonder what will be, when we wonder if God's loving reign is among us or is it something yet to see, may we trust God's Spirit moving, giving life and hope and birth. May we trust what God, the joy of heaven, the hope of earth, is doing. So let me repeat the best news you'll ever hear. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone, not just most, everyone who believes in him won't perish, but will have eternal life. God didn't send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. So let me ask you a question. How many times have you been born? Thanks be to God. In this season of Lent, may God unsettle us. May God increase in us that nagging feeling that comes from honest awareness of the differences between the life we lead and the life to which God is calling us. So now may the Holy Spirit transform us in newness and may the love of God uphold you, the light of Christ guide you, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit fill you with joy now and forever.